Well, good evening from Australia. I'm very lucky this evening to be talking to Pado Saw David Takabao, who is a senior figure in the Karen uh, ethnic group of uh, Myanmar. So, David, you were born, I think, in 1935, which makes you probably 86 or 87. Is that correct? Correct. I'm 87 now. 87 already. David, would you mind telling us a little bit about your background, your long life that you've led? Yes, yes, sure, sure. So uh, I was born in 1935. My parents, my father uh, was a Karen in, uh, from the Delta, Irawadi Delta. Uh, she was a poor Karen. And my mother is a Karen of the hill, of the Kareni. And my father was an employee of the Bama Railway. Uh, Bama Railway, uh, I think, uh, must be in 1930 or earlier. And he, he was posted in Michina, far in the north, far in the north of Burma. Uh, in Kachin State, yes, I was born there. And my mother uh, was a, a school teacher uh, employed uh, by the, uh, the American Baptist Mission School, yes. Uh-huh. Uh, yes, it was in Taunji. But they met at a wedding of a friend and so uh, yes, they, they got married in about uh, 1930, uh, it must be 32 or something like that, 1932. And, um, well, uh, uh, after that, uh, I knew uh, very little about uh, infanthood, I should say. Yes. Uh, when I was about two or three years, I remember that I was in Mandalay. Mandalay is the central part of the country. You know, uh, a Burman, uh, shall we say, land, you know, Burman land. It was uh, one time in the feudal days, uh, the capital, uh, and the, uh, the capital of uh, uh, the Burman king. So uh, I started schooling there. Uh, at the age of three, I think. And then uh, what I remember was uh, in 1942, late 1942. Uh, the Japanese? Uh, the Japanese, yeah, the Germany invasion. I remember that. And um, of course, the Japanese day uh, occupied Burma for three years. Mm, what I noted was that uh, it was we were trapped, sort of we couldn't uh, come back to uh, my mother's uh, home hometown of Taungji in Shan State. So we were we were trapped uh, during the whole uh, period of Japanese occupation in Middle Burma. Middle Burma is uh, the land of the Burman ethnic people. Uh, so I grew up there, and homeschooling. It was my mother was 
a school teacher and uh, of course she uh, it's uh, more like a hobby and she started uh, a small you know tutorial class and uh, there are many friends uh, and uh, I remember even uh, there were a civilian Japanese civilian uh, officials you know teaching Japanese uh, uh, Japanese uh, language. <laughs> Um, so the, like, the uh, Japanese did not mistreat um, your family? Uh, not mistreat, but uh, what happened was when they were withdrawing, uh, they uh, just uh, one or two looted, looted our, you, you know, uh, some coins, uh, British coins, uh, stacked outside <laughs> somewhere in a, in a near village. We were outside, we have to say outside village because there was bombing, bombing uh -huh. by the British, uh, yes, bombing of the villages in that area in, in the central Burma. So we had to stay outside and our pots and pens, everything, every, you know, small thing, property. So the Japanese, uh, no, not a, I think just a individual Japanese came and, you know, took away some uh, coins that I remember. And uh, some came and, uh, you know, uh, catch our chickens and uh, goose. What I remember was goose, yes. Also, the Japanese officer level is okay. But the, the lower level, uh, they, they go out and loot and, you know, so uh, we lost, uh, our family lost a, a few chickens and goose, you know. Uh, that I remember, yes, okay. Then after that, uh, the British occupation came. The British occupation, it's not very far from the, you know, the Mictila battle. Uh, that took place and uh, yes uh, I remember during the war uh, I lost two brothers you know uh, oh. infant brothers yes through uh, illness yeah. through illness yeah, yeah. through illness through lack of uh, treatable you know uh, it, it was uh, I think uh, just simply uh, dysentery you know, right. Not, not, a, not a serious, but due to lack of medicine, you know, they died. They died. Uh, one was in 1940, uh, 1943, I think. And the other one is in 1945. So, uh, of course, uh, that made me... Uh, Very sad. A little bit uh, sad. Uh, and I sort of take up uh, probably... Uh, and were there only were you the only child left, or were there other children? Uh, I I had a I still have a a sister, a younger sister, uh, about four years younger than four years younger. She is still in, and uh, of course uh, we cannot communicate now. <laughs> of course. And what happened is uh, after. 
So we went back, you know, after the British, when the British came, uh, of course, we were starving, you know, almost starving during the Japanese time. Uh, my father had a double barrel, so we went out to hunting, you know, we get a, a few, uh, I mean, a deer uh, in that area, in the junk, in the, in the brushes. Uh, we had uh, rabbits, and uh, so I remember that. Is this British game? Is that uh, outside Mandalay, or you're talking about you went back it, to? It, outside Mandalay, it, it's uh, on the railroad between uh, between uh, Mektila, Mektila, and uh, Ninjan. You know, Ninjan is somewhere on the way to I think Mandalay. Nijan right, is connected to Mendeley. So we were in, in the central Burma, anyhow, at the dry zone. Yep. And um, yes, so when the British came, they brought, you know, canned food like uh, uh, corned beef. I remember corned beef, cigarettes, and, and also sardines. And it was uh, just, uh, you know, a grand. We have uh, uh of uh, nutrition. <laughs> so they provided the food to the to the population. Yes, we uh, we exchanged with the egg, you know, fresh egg. They like <laughs> <laughs> so they, one egg you can get a, a can of sardine. Okay. Two two eggs you get a you know a corned beef like that. <laughs> <laughs> so we are we remember that very happy about you know. Uh, having a better protein in those days, and in nineteen in nineteen forty six, I think uh, uh, the railway was running again. So my father was a uh, a station master, you know, a station master, and he was employed still in 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 that dry zone. But my mother and and the the, the two of us, my and Myself and my sister uh, went to Taungji, my my mother's uh, hometown, Taungji uh, in Shan State, you know. Yeah. Uh, and uh, we continued the education, of course, in 1946, 46, 47, 48, uh, 48. Uh, in those days, of course, uh, there was independence approaching, yep. and we we heard about. We, I was still young, uh, I think uh, eleven years or twelve years, uh, something like that. And in 1947, there was talk about uh, movement, something like a movement, Karen Berman friendship, you know. Uh, because there was a very serious misunderstanding during the Japanese time, because uh, the Karen, many Karen villages in the Delta uh, were attacked, attacked by the so-called Bama Independence Army troops. And uh, of course, Aung San was, uh, uh, the, the, I think, commanding officer uh, the top commanding officer of the Bama Independence Army. So 
then there was a lot of misunderstanding. But uh, Aung San was, uh, of course, uh, arranged that, you know, this Karen Barman friendship movement. Uh, and uh, still, uh, there was a lot of misunderstanding. And by the Karen, they thought that Aung San was responsible for the massacre, massacre of the Karen in the Delta, you know. But actually, I found out that uh, Aung San wasn't responsible. BIA was uh, just a loose organization, you know, a loose uh, military organization. And some lower level uh, commanders were responsible for uh, the killing, the massacre of uh, the mass, you know, killing of Karen villagers and in, in the Irawadi. Because I, I was assisting uh, one American uh, history, I think, uh, doctorate uh, student. And we went through archives, you know, library, the writings and uh, about the BIA and Japanese occupation. I found out that uh, we found out that uh, Aung San was far away, you know, at that time. He was with the Japanese troops. Right. <laughs> vanguard, Japanese vanguard in China when the massacre took place. When he returned, he immediately met with the current leaders he was, uh, though young, he was a thing, uh, almost like a genius. So the BIA, the, the BIA is the, the what, BIA. the Burma Independence Army or? Burma Independence Army. They yeah. thought that the Karen were pro-British. Right. Of course, the Karen, the Karen developed quickly under the British rule. So they, <laughs> the Karen were very pro-British. Of course, uh, many became Christians, but uh, it was not the British who Christianized the Karen. It was the American, you know, <laughs> American missionaries. Right. <laughs> Christianized the Karen, and not only the Karen, over the Kachin, the Chin people, because uh, they, they were mostly non-Buddhist, you know, non-Buddhist, right. more like an animist. Animist, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. They cannot, uh, very successful, the, the, uh, the American missionaries who are very successful in converting, uh, Christianizing the non-Burman uh, nationalities, we call. So the lack of trust between the Karen and the Burman goes back to that massacre. That, that massacre, yes. Uh, also farther back, because during the feudal days, the Karen were the earliest settlers of the country now known as Myanmar or Burma, you know. So you find them in the, near, the, near the sea, for example, in the coastal areas of the Erawati Delta, you find them in, uh, far in the south. And of course, some remains, uh, also near the central, you know, hills of hills of Middle Burma, adjoining and, Thailand. Uh, yes, adjoining uh, Thailand east, you know, east 
because they follow the Irrawaddy, the migration follow the Irrawaddy River, uh, the Sitang River, and uh, um, mostly the the the, the Selun River. So you find them in far in the south. And the Burman came down, the Burman were more better organized uh, because they, they got the Buddhist civilization uh, and they had uh, uh, writing, you know, literature, culture, this, that, and uh, proper, better organized and they sent out raids to the Karen areas and uh, looted, you know, uh, uh, looted the, the rice or uh, catch, uh, for example, seize uh, uh, people for slavery, you know. So really? The Karen very much, uh, you know, uh, oppressed people in the, before in the British occupation. When the British occupation was more like, <laughs> more like uh, liberation, you know, they were liberated. <laughs> So they cooperated with the British. Uh, you, you, you can read uh, a book, uh, Our Burmese War by, uh, I don't know, uh, I forgot one, one military officer wrote about Our Burmese War. The second Anglo, it was about second Anglo Burmese War. You find that he, he said something about the Karen uh, when they were in Rangoon area. The Karen was serving as the scouts of the British troops. Oh, they're the scouts, right? The scouts, scouts. <laughs> most Burmans, few Burmans, you know, uh, retreated, and um, mostly what they found were Karen, you know, so, David, what happened to you then if we go back to like your teenage years? Were you still. Yeah, yeah. I was, uh, you know, uh, it was in 1949, in 1949, and the, the Karen, uh, shall we say, rebels, of the Burman called them rebels, but uh, it's occupied Downji, uh, where I was uh, schooling. And uh, with the one Kachin troops, one battalion of Kachin, because the Kachin want to go back to a Kachin state to organize resistance or to, to organize rebellion also, you know. This so was they, because yeah. this was because you were seeking uh, independence. Is that correct? So 1948, uh, uh, 1948. The, the British gave. Not, yeah, yeah, no, it was like this. Uh, the the Karen leaders uh, were quite, I mean, uh, friendly and have a good understanding with Aung San. Aung San was, who was a very, uh, of course, uh, popular leader of the Burman, you know, Burman yeah. community. But he was assassinated uh, in 1947. And he was a certain in 1947, and the Karen became alarmed because he he was he promised the, uh, full equality and even uh, I mean uh, independence. Yeah. After ten years, you know, if they want to all the ethnic people, and the Karen also, of course, 
uh, have that promise and they, they became alarmed when he was killed because there, there were also groups, uh, ultra-nationalists, I will call them, Brahmin groups, you know. And of course, Aung San was assassinated by those ultra-nationalists or ultra-chauvinists, uh, the Brahmin groups. And uh, the, the current became alarmed. And so they set up their movement for the creation of a current state. And there was a, a nationwide sort of nationwide uh, demonstration in 1948, February 1948. And uh, of course, uh, they, they win, they win and group. And those ultra-nationalists, you know, they saw, they still saw the, the Karen as a, uh, a British stooges and uh, cannot be trusted. And they, they want to uh, reimpose, you know, their hegemony, uh, like in the, like in the, uh, uh, the feudal days, you know, like the feudal days. So the Quran actually were forced into rebellion, you know, forced into insurgency, actually. But they accused the Quran of starting the insurgency against, against the, uh, you know, Burman, uh, of course, uh, uh, government led by Ulu. Ulu was uh, not a he he was a moderate nationalist. He was not bad, but under the influence of uh, uh, the ultra nationalist Bahman, he you know he followed some policy that was anti Quran. Because uh, they they removed, I've I've heard from a number of people, General Smith Dunn, who was a Karen, was a marvelous general, and he should have been become head of the defence forces and so on. But uh, was it Nguyen or had him removed? Is that right? That's correct, correct. Uh, they, they forced the current because Nguyen used, uh, in those days, uh, many groups, nationalities, as well as uh, political groups, uh, had their own uh, private army, like militia. Right. But the Quran also had that. And Nguyen also had, Nguyen was employer second in command of the Bama army. Of course, like the second in command, the top was the Quran Smith Dunn. He was with the British uh, professional, you know, soldier. So Aung San accepted him, you know. And of course, Nguyen, people like Nguyen who were, uh, you know, in, in BIA thought that Aung San was uh, abandoning the idea. The Burmans. Yeah, Burman so, <laughs> supremacy. So, David, uh, go, if you don't mind. I'm uh, just trying to understand, you were still quite young then, but what did you do after your schooling, after your secondary schooling? Uh, secondary schooling, uh, 1949, when the Karen occupied Karen, you know, uh, Karen occupied Downji, my hometown. 
uh, I joined, you know. <laughs> joined I joined the, the current resistance, yes, as a fighter, as a soldier. So you were only you were only nineteen forty nine. You're fifteen, fourteen, fifteen, or something. Fourteen. I was fourteen. So you didn't finish your secondary schooling. No, no, no. I didn't finish secondary schooling. I was about uh, I was about to promote that to seventh standard. Right. I, I I passed the what we call six standards. You know, sixth grade or sixth standard. And it was uh, the new, uh, it was in May, so it was a new uh, educational year. And uh, it went down, you came under, my hometown came under under occupation by the Karen. Uh, I joined the revolution without the, without the approval of my parents, without even the knowledge of my and what does that mean? What does that mean, joining? Do you mean as an armed rebellion or? Yes, armed rebellion. <laughs> because so, my friends, many of my friends joined, you know, young, young, like uh, uh, a little bit older, of course, but about the same also, you know, same age also joined. So I joined. And was, and, it, called uh, the, was it called the Karen National Union then or was it something different? The KNU. Uh, it was a current current national union already. Yes. Already. Okay. Current national union had to lead. You know, had to. It was a political uh, party, uh, and they had they had to lead the current resistance. Current. I mean, I'm uprising. Let us say. Huh? So where did you go into the into the hills, or where did you where did the um uh, well, well, the armed group uh, stayed there uh, in the Shan state because uh, there was also the Burman troops trying to reoccupy, you know, uh, reoccupy Taungji uh, and, and area. So we had to do some fighting in Shan state. So I was fighting in Sunset for two months, I think, two, three months. And then uh, our unit uh, went down to Tangu. Tangu is uh, farther south, you know. Tangu is uh, on the, uh, in the basin of the Sitang River, uh, right on the Sitang <laughs> River banks. And we went there, it was uh, Rangung Mandalay, Railway line, motor road, you know, there, and the current occupied uh, quite a stretch, you know, quite a stretch of land there. And uh, of course, the delta area was, uh, of course, uh, uh, all the current, uh, almost like uh, the, the, the base of the current, uh, the biggest base of current resistance, you know. And was it a formal sort of army? Was it formal, like there were, you know, privates and corporals and sergeants? Oh, there, there were there were three battalions, uh, three regular battalions of Karen. You know, two immediately joined the resistance, but one was disarmed in Menu, uh, in in the hill, uh, 
east of Mandalay. One was disarmed by the Burman. Uh, of course, they didn't know uh, that uh, it was a surprise move. So the Karen were uh, one battalion were, uh, you know, put in a, a sort of uh, a camp, you know, disarmed and there. And the, the Karen successfully, the Karen and the Gachin, <laughs> like a commando raid, they successfully uh, occupy Maimyo wow. and uh, uh, release the, those disarmed Karen 3rd Battalion. So they, they got weapons as well. So three Karen battalions joined the resistance. Uh, so it, it was uh, Nguyen probably thought that uh, he could uh, finish off the Karen uh, movement, you know. In a few, in a few, I think even months, <laughs> but in didn't Nguyen is just a, a very ignorant uh, politically and militarily. He was just a, uh, he didn't even finish his university education, you know. And so I joined and I came down to Tangu and uh, uh, finally, of course, we, in nineteen in nineteen forty nine, late nineteen fourteen, early nineteen fifty, I think, uh, the Karen had to abandon the, the long stretch, you know, of railway and motor road uh, from Tangu down to uh, somewhere near Bako. Right. You know? <laughs> so, so we have to go back to the hills. You know, east of town, we have a hill here, or at least, you know, uh, uh, the foothills of Eastern Joma. You know, and how many Eastern. people are we talking about, roughly? How many people? Oh, at that time, uh, you you mean the troops? Yeah, yeah, your three battalions that... Oh, three battalions, uh, 1,500, 1,500 regular currents. Right. But there are also militia joining the resistance, like KNDO, Karen National Defense Organization, KNDO, was a militia, more or less a militia, under the KNU, under the Karen National Union. So we have about, uh, in those days, about 20,000 troops. Wow. Spread out in the Delta area. In the in the Karani Shan State area, in Eastern Karen State, like present, you know, on the Thai Burma border, <laughs> and in the uh, yes, in the Thai Burma border, so spread out. Karen are very spread out, you know. So they they don't know uh, they don't know their number. So we have to. Uh, so the Karen had to resort to guerrilla warfare. You know, and the British, of course, unknowingly, the British were trapped to support Nguyen with the ship. It was an insane battle. And he organized, you know, he dressed up some of his troops in Karen uniform and uh, destroyed one Burman village. And he took 
Of course, he was assisted by uh, the Burman politicians also. David, and, this David, this sounds very much like Mr. Putin. Uh, <laughs> and he took the, the, the British, the American, you know, uh, mission, I mean, diplomatic mission to go see the, destroy the village, they, uh, saying that this was the work of the Karen rebels. And the British were shocked, of course. <laughs> And, and, and so, this is actually on the outskirts of uh, Rangoon, isn't it? Insane is very close to Rangoon. Correct, correct. Insane yeah. is about five or six miles. Yeah. So it was outside, outside Insane. Uh, there, there are current villages also in Rangoon area, and uh, but the, they, they chose a one Burman village, and they, they took the British and you know diplomats. Uh, uh, foreign missions there, uh, most probably attaché, you know, military attaché to go see and accuse the Karen of do, doing the massacre and the destruction. And the British were soft, so uh, they, they, they supply a Nguyen with the six ship load of <laughs> Goodness. weapons. That's a lot. So the Karen had to abandon uh, and there was also a trick. The, the trick was they, they would talk peace, they said, while they were waiting for the ship to come. Uh, so Wauji went. So Wauji went to see. And, and they, they said that you have to lay down arm first before we talk about peace. <laughs> <laughs> so Wauji so okay, in that case, I go back. But they didn't, you know, allow him to go back. You write a letter. Uh, yes, uh, but uh, so there was a delay, you know, a delay for one of, uh, I think, more than a week. So finally, he was, he promised, he promised that he will lay down arms, okay. Um, but of course, he had to, uh, <coughs> I mean, um, convince everybody and, else and convince everybody as for, for his release, you know, right. So he went, he went back. But of course, the, 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 the other leaders, of course, didn't accept that it was a surrender. We cannot say that. What was his name so, again, David? What was his name? Soba Uji. Okay. Yep. Soba Uji was a chairman. He, he was uh, our president. We call it president of the KNU. So when he got back, the rest, everybody else disagreed to put their lay down their arms, and you yeah, resorted sure. to resorted to armed resistance they, they resume they resume you know fighting again there was a truce you know a truce for peace talk and the british and the, some religious leaders uh, uh, were involved in uh, you know uh, in getting soba oji to meet with the burman to the burman uh, of course uh, leader those days and uh, it was such a trick you know such a but it didn't work hideous. it didn't work it didn't work of course well uh, it wasn't peace talk just a trick you know <laughs> just a trick to uh, to play for time uh so uh yes and uh, uh, the Quran uh, resumed again. Of course, the Quran had to, after three months, 
uh, I think 111 days, I think. 111 days they had to, to abandon uh, uh, insect. And most move the, the insect troops, of course, move into the Irawadi Delta where the, they had most current. And uh, some join the Tangu, go back some to east, the tone, current area, the tone, and so on. And uh, of course, I was in 1952, uh, our leaders, our, of course, uh, I was uh, still a soldier. And in cr Christmas time, I came back to Rangoon because my parents, uh, we could ride, you know, it was quite free and easy in UNUS, uh, under UNUS administration, you know, civilian administration. And uh, my parents told me that if you, you better come back and uh, continue your education. And our military leader said, okay, you young people can go back. Now we are we have uh, we, we, this, uh, our resistance will be a guerrilla, purely guerrilla warfare. So the young people can go back for education. Uh, so I was one of them and a, a few friends of mine also <laughs> went back, you know, to towns. And I, I, went, to, I went back to uh, Rangoon. And were were your parents then in Rangoon, or they still? No, no, they came down for Christmas. Right, okay. Uh, <laughs> it was Christmas time, and I had relatives there. Okay. I have uh, relatives, my cousins, you know, mostly cousins, uh, many cousins there, uh, because my father's side, my father's side has, uh, I think, uh, seven or sisters and brothers. So I came back there and I continued my education. Uh, my mother was very uh, believed in education. So I continued my education there. So high school, I finished high school in 1956, I think. I finished uh, and high school in those days, they introduced science. So I took science, <laughs> science view. Physics, chemistry, and, and mathematics offer. And then I joined the university in 1986. And right away, I got involved in uh, student politics. You know, student politics. Were, you at the, were you at the university in, in uh, Rangoon? Yes, yes, Rangoon University. In I doing what in, faculty? Science or something or engineering? Science, science. Science, science and yes, science. Uh, in 1960, yeah, 61, I finished uh, the graduate Bachelor of Science. Uh, and then 62, there was a Newensis power. Oh, yes. Against Unu. <laughs> there was a split. A split between UNU group and another group. Another group is led by so-called socialists, but actually not socialists. They are ultra-nationalist group, you know. Uh, but 
but they they under the under the cloak of uh, socialists, but they are ultranationalists. They try to use uh, the Burma army led by Nguyen, you know, I think because they lost, they lost in in election. They badly, they badly lost the election. So they asked Nguyen, they used Nguyen as a something like a, their client and seized power. Uh, and of course they were probably, they had a good relation with the British. The British Labour, especially Labour Party, <laughs> and uh, and of course uh, the U.S. was also involved. I think yes. it was Kennedy, the time of uh, President Kennedy, you know, <laughs> and uh, and Vietnam was was going badly, so they were looking for a client state, you know. Of course, they call it strongman. <laughs> so Nguyen became a a client state of uh, of the shall we say Western powers huh? and the U.S. led <laughs> Western power. So he got a massive support from the British and the, uh, also from the uh, U.S. <laughs> under the name of uh, under the, the pretext of anti-communist. Uh, anti-communist. Uh, of course, the people were, in those days, the people were uh, very much against uh, this ultra-nationalist, the ethnics were against the ultra-nationalist group, you know, and uh, some were against it. Uh, they say that uh, it was the exploitation of the West, this, that, and people were much, uh, I think, uh, more or less persuaded by by the leftist politics. And anyhow, <laughs> but the Karen wa, the Karen even had to, I was still there, you know, the Karen resistance. I call it resistance. But it, maybe, the, of course, the insurgency. Insurgency, we didn't like that term insurgency because when translated into Burmese, it's something like bandits. (laughs) (laughs) There was was a a lot of, uh, you know, uh, dispute between some Karen leaders and BBC. (laughs) Don't call us insurgents because insurgents translated mean bandits. In Burmese. Yeah. So you'd become involved in university politics, had you? Yeah, yeah. I was involved in student politics. Of course, we were against uh, this, this ultra-nationalist group, so-called socialist. <laughs> socialist. Not, I, it is socialist only in name, but they are actually ultra-nationalist. Yeah, well, he called it the Burmese path to socialism, didn't he? yeah. <laughs> So what happened but when you are, finished your university education? University. And so when they went seized power, he nationalized everything. Correct. After. Yeah. And the jobs became very, very scarce, you know. For even a graduate in the old days, uh, it's easy to get a high school uh, 
you know, what do you call SAT, uh, high school teacher, you know, right? assistant teacher, yeah. SAT is, a, of course, a, a little one step, just one step below the commission. Commission officer, uh, a gazetted officer, they call gazetted is one step. For a government away. position, but yeah. Even SAT job became very scarce. So many friends joined that. Many of my friends, you know, joined the Bama Army, even Karen, you know, Karen friend. Uh, because some Karen, uh, mostly of course Christian, of course they learned that uh, near win had the support of the British and the Americans. So we have to cooperate. We have to support Nguyen. I said, I cannot do that. <laughs> we had a student group, you know. But a lot, of them, a lot of them just joined because they could get a job, right? That was... Yeah, to get a job, no, no. But no, you, were a man of, you were a man of principle. You couldn't do that. Yeah, I couldn't do that. I said, no, no, that is a Pharisee work. <laughs> so what did you do? Pharisee, Pharisee. <laughs> so I remained and, and then uh, I got a, you know, a, a job to teach uh, some SAT job. Yes, SAT job uh, at a technical high school, you know, Australian supported, I think, technical high school. And uh, of course, in those days, uh, the West, you know, and, and allies, the U.S., British allies try to try to help, try to help uh, uh, as a friendly country, even, you know, under Nguyen. And then it became a, it became a, a client state of the West, so they tried to have it. And I, I technical school, so I learned some engineering there, you know. I, I was a SAT teaching science, chemistry, I think, yes. I got high marks, you know, at the university, high marks, so that I got it, you know, when there's a vacancy, I got it. And what happens is I waited and see if uh, the, the West will try to, you know, try to reform this and uh, reintroduce uh, democracy. You know, push Nguyen for a return to democracy, but it didn't happen. It didn't happen. And uh, finally, I decided uh, what happened was I tried, you know, I, because I heard that there was a, you know, good market for, for uh, jams uh, in Thailand. So I went there in 19... 75, I think. 70. 65? Oh, 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 yeah. 65. 75? I don't know. Yeah, how, yeah. Long, how long did you teach for? 70, I think. 70. 70. Okay. <laughs> I, said, I went to Thailand, but on my return, I was uh, arrested and and I lost my job, of course. What were you arrested I, for? I was arrested for crawling the border. You know, oh. without <laughs> illegal, illegal, you know, crossing the water into Thailand. Oh, so you're arrested in Thailand or arrested in Burma? In, in Burma, in Kareni State. Oh. My, my mother, you know, uh, 
area. I don't know. I, I didn't know. Uh, probably some of some of the guides <laughs> working for the Burman military. And so, the how long became? You know, uh, uh, after the Nguyen force, uh, the Karen uh, to become uh, to arm arising, the Karen lost most Karen. You know, Karen, they they lost their jobs. They don't get any any good position, and the only good position they want are with a decent salary is to join the army. So. So the, many educated Karen joined the army in the old days. So what did you do then, David? After you, presumably you went. I went. I lost job, so I waited and see. I started my own tutorial class. Tutorial class in those days is very popular, you know, because the schools were not teaching well. <laughs> it was a, yeah, yeah, tutorial class. And, and I waited until uh, 78. Then I rejoined the revolution. You know, I rejoined the revolution. Uh, of course, this time it's in, in a Thai Bama border area, uh, Eastern Karen land. Of course, Karen state, they, they regard it as Karen. Again, armed resistance. Armed resistance, yeah. And did you just join as an ordinary soldier, or what did you, how did you join? No, no, I joined, uh, they gave me a lieutenant, you know. Right. A lieutenant, I mean, two stars, uh, because I, I started uh, with the knowledge of chemistry and physics. And exactly. Engineering. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I started arm production, you know, in those days. Uh, there were a lot of, for example, uh, bazooka rounds, you know, bazooka rounds. That was surplus, Korean War surplus, I think. Uh, bazooka rounds, they don't know. But the the launcher is very expensive, about 20,000. So I said, oh, we can do it. Make, make them. Yeah, we can make a launcher out of a aluminum tube. And instead of magneto to fire, uh, you can use battery to fire the rounds. And they don't know that, uh, you know, with age, the filament in, uh, you know, to ignite the, the propellant, uh, become rusted and, you know, stop working. So I re repair that. <laughs> the filament and put back that and use battery to fire instead of magneto. Of course, the original launcher is used magneto. Sure. Magneto and, and, and so ah, they like it very much. And I started heavy weapons because we have to use heavy weapons, you know. It was easy uh, to get, uh, for example, mortar arms, you know. Uh, I noticed that when the U.S. is under a Republican president, they have a good sympathy for the ethnic, you know, resistance. I call it resistance because we are forced to rebellion in self-defense, yeah. you know, because they attack us first. 
So it, it's not a revolution in the sense of uh, the, the, the communist insurgency or others, you know. It's more like a more like a American Revolution or French Revolution. <laughs> you you uh, wanted independence and equal treatment, right? Going back to not, the original promise. Not, not even independence. We want a, a proper uh, union, what we call federal. Right, right. Because they call Obama a union, but it's a union between Obama proper, large area, which Bahman claimed to be, the, of course, their the occupied area, you know, that the Bahman area plus their occupied area, especially the, the so-called Lower Burma. Lower Burma is uh, occupied by Bahman, you know, feudal days. It was not their land. Their land, their proper land is Middle Burma, the dry zone. Around Mandalay, yeah. Yeah. And, and so it's a union of Bama proper, of what the British call it Bama proper, the plains, and the states. Mostly the states are the hill areas, you know, the Chin, the Kachin, the Shan, the Karani. There's a proper union because it's a Bahman, the so called Bahman claim, the whole Bama proper. The British call it Bama proper, the plain area, and that states. States are mainly made up of non-Bahman nationalities. We call, you know, some call it ethnic nationality. Uh, but the Karen are mostly plain dwellers. Actually, only a fifth of the Karen are the hill people. So, <laughs> so it's not a. Uh, a union of equality. Right. So we want a union of equality, so we call it a federal, you know, genuine federal union. <laughs> so we want uh, especially the four states, the four regions, they call it, the four regions in lower Burma to become multi-ethnic states. And the Burman can take three states in the middle of Burma, like Mandalay, Makwe, and Zagai, you know, even not the whole Zagai, lower Zagai. Three areas as Burman states. And the Karan, Karan, Burman, and then even Arakan and Mon uh, can belong to the Maldi ethnic states, as well as their own, you know. Uh, what would, what would Rangoon be? Rangoon will, will be one of the multi-ethnic states, or it can be federal, you know, capital. Right. It can become a federal capital. Now, the, the present capital, the Kremlin, you know, set up by military, they call it, uh, they call it as a home of the king. Nepido <laughs> uh, is home of the king, actually. Is that right? I didn't yeah, know what it meant. The abode of the king. So, David, king. so go back to what you were doing, uh, helping them with their bazookas. And yeah, your... bazooka. And, and uh, of course, I I studied guerrilla warfare. I thought they were well-versed in guerrilla warfare. They were 
And so I had to study guerrilla warfare and I prepared, you know, a handbook, a manual for guerrilla warfare and also politics, politics shone of, you know, ideology. I mean, democracy, you know, don't get attached to any, any ideology strongly. You can study, but don't get <laughs> the main thing is to, to liberate, you know, our people to, to liberate us, to get it of the, of course, uh, it become again the military dictatorship, of course. Uh, so uh, I prepare a manual, uh, political and uh, military, you know, guerrilla warfare manual for them. And I, I teach them how to shoot the, how to shoot the heavy weapons. Uh, but some can follow, some some brigades do not follow, <laughs> some brigades think that they, they knew better. Are we talking now the 70s and 80s or are we just talking 70s? Uh, we are talking about 70s, yes, 70s. And, and then, uh, of course, uh, when uh, the unit I belong to uh, came under siege, like a siege, <laughs> I to go, I went to uh, the the uh, headquarters, you know, supreme headquarters, political headquarters, man and block, and I I became assistant to uh, to the general secretary of the KNU. Yeah. What what was his name? Padobatin. Uh, Padobatin. Yes, it's. It's spelled as thin, but it's grown up right. thin. And are we still, was this late 70s? Uh, the resistance, uh, and the Burman attack became, you know, it was 88, 1988. 1988, there was an uprising. Student in the uprising. The student. <laughs> yes, they call it student uprising, yes. Uh, uh, but it is opposition, opposition to the military dictatorship. You know? So all this time, f from the mid seventies, it sounds like you went to the headquarters of the KNU. Is that correct? Uh, no, no, no. Only eighty four. Only eighty four. I went to. Okay. The and and you were um, assistant to the general secretary. I think you. Called yes, him. Secretary, yes. Yeah. Secretary. So then you were obviously very involved in the senior political part of, of the KNU. Yes, yes. And 88 happened. What happened after the student uprising? and A Student uprising, of course, we accepted them. And, uh, you, you know, but uh, of course, uh, it is still the Cold War and the West the Western powers continue to support Nguyen and the military dictatorship, you know, uh, continue to support massively. I mean, the West mean, their allies also like Japan. Japan is a very rich country, you know? Yeah. Japan was second biggest economy in those days. Second biggest, they continue supporting the Nguyen and they bought airplanes, uh, like uh, under the name of uh, you know drug suppression. Right. <laughs> Actually, Nguyen himself was involved in drug, or indirectly involved in drug. 
because the one chandra was used by apparently cia use it even during the you know during the vietnam war and he was he was sharing his black money with nguyen uh, that was indirectly uh, but is this kunsa or nguyen yeah kunsa kunsa if not nguyen the lower level and david were you if if the uh, would you have been you would have been arrested if they could catch you is that correct uh, if i went back now no not now but back when you're saying 84 oh, sure sure uh, they would arrest me they want to but you have never you were never caught by the by the military no no caught <laughs> by uh, so i became a refugee my family at least became refugees in thailand uh, in and, Chiang Mai, uh, where you are now, or or elsewhere? No, no Mesa. Mesa, okay. <laughs> and did you Mesa. ever have time to get married? Yeah, I got married in. Uh, let me see. Well, my 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 girlfriends in towns didn't come, so I, I got married with. Uh, it's more like arranged marriage. In, in when I got here. And uh, my unit was near Mesot, 101 Battalion, you know, 101 Battalion. And were, were uh, you in charge of that battalion or what was your role with the battalion? No, no, I, I was just uh, like an officer. Huh? Right. Helping with the weapon making. Right. And uh, but, but is this before you went to um, join the, the uh, headquarters? Yes, uh, before I joined the headquarters. Right. Headquarters have, because uh, our battalion came under siege, you know. Siege, right. So, and, and then um, many from our battalion area civilians had to uh, cross into Thailand as refugees. So, 84, I was helping with the current refugee committee briefly, and then in 84, 85, yes, I went to Manaplan, 85, and, and, uh, and uh, of course, 88, uh, there was a student uprising, the first nationwide uprising, you know? Yep. Nationwide, uh, pro-democracy, it is more, more properly, we can call, call it pro-democracy, but it was led by students. Correct. Uh, first pro-democracy uprising in towns and cities. So many came running uh, to our areas, not only our areas, uh, to ethnic areas, you know, re resistant areas. Uh, so we had tried to help them, but the 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 Nguyen and the military dictator continue to receive massive support uh, from the Western powers and their allies like Japan. South Korea, you know, and even like a small country like Singapore <laughs> and uh, Pakistan, Pakistan, I think, sometimes India. <laughs> and so it's very complicated situation. Anyhow, the military, but in spite of this military, 
it was more or less uh, the ethnic and the, the pro-democracy, you know, alliance sort of happened. But the, the military with massive, you know, uh, finance and power, they managed to they managed to break up the current resistance. Sort of, they created the the Buddhist, you know, current democratic Buddhist army or something like. They use a lot of money. <laughs> After that happened in eighty. 89, 90. Right. 1993, I think, 93, 94. But uh, when the American had a Democrat president, they continued to support the military. And uh, when we had a Republican, it was better. When the American, uh, when America had a Republican, they come to talk with us, they come to, they show, you know, uh, to express their sympathy and support, you know, at least verbal support. <laughs> but did anyone give you money? Did anyone give you money? No money, no money, but uh, it's a, uh, money is a, uh, no, no, no specific money. No weapons. No one ever. No one supported the KNU. No one. We got a, you know, during uh, Reagan Reagan administration, uh, we got a few, uh, but those were surplus. You know, the U.S. was trying to support Cambodian resistance. In right. Viet Vietnam communists. So the surplus were in the hands of the Thai, so we got it. We got those <laughs> surplus, but we have to buy it. No, no, not free. We didn't. So that was uh, the mid nineties. Now, when <laughs> now and, and then, uh, of course, in when two thousand eight, you know, in two thousand eight, uh, the dictatorship, the military dictatorship. Government dictatorship produced uh, a constitution, the so-called uh, disciplined democracy. This is the slok, time of the slok? Yes, time of the slok and SBDC. SBDC, but later SBDC. You know? What was your role then, David? What was your role by 2008 with KNU? Uh, I, I was uh, I was still uh, assistant. Okay. Because the old guards are still there, right? As the secretary, and and in late, but I became a joint secretary in two thousand. Uh, must be two thousand eight. You know. Didn't you become uh, the vice president then? Vice president. Vice president two thousand ten. I think. Uh, how long were you and vice what, president for? Only one term, four years. Right. What happened was uh, there was a lot of pressure. When when uh, Clinton became president, you know, uh, they said non-violence, resistance. And, of course, they, they think that they can reform. 
reform the military. Probably they think that they can reform the military. And uh, of course, uh, they already ended. Eh? Probably we can say the COVA ended in 1990. Eh? 1990. Yeah. And uh, the German, I think, the German managed to get in support of this, uh, you know, uh, the the German managed to get uh, the Kachin, our allies, uh, to have ceasefire, and they 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 come and try uh, to talk peace talk with the military, but we did, but the the problem is the military said you have to. Uh, lay down arms first. <laughs> again, a trick, a trick again. A trick, a trick. Uh, of course, divide and they, they, they are conquer, you know? Yeah. Divide and conquer. David, is, I, I'd just like to read, this is like 2010, so I'd, I'd just like to read a, uh, a couple of words that were written by Daniel Peterson in his book, yeah. Secret Genocide. He wrote about you, this is 2010, when you were, I think, 73, 74, something like that. He said, David likes a drink, smokes heavily and speaks slowly and with great reserve, thinking carefully before answering any question. His election to his current position occurred in 2008, and he takes his role as vice president very seriously indeed. Some call him hardline, while others say he is simply pragmatic. Mm. Sound true? Yeah, fairly correct. <laughs> fairly true. Well, I did smoke, but not heavily. But <laughs> <laughs> I like to drink uh, okay. sometimes, yes. But now I have to stay away from drink because <laughs> I have some uh, back problems, you know, uh -huh. kidney problems. So you you had to try and pull the part, pull the group back together. Is that correct? Yes, because under you know uh, when Clinton uh, came to power, they, they pressure us to to uh, have ceasefire talk with with the military and non-violence resistance. Is that they thought that the Karen, the ethnic, was just a small group. You know, they believe the military propaganda that the ethnic altogether is less than 30%, sort of. Uh, you know, they are nearly 70%. Uh, that sort of propaganda. And they, there's a non-violence resistance. And, uh, of course, uh, to find a compromise solution. And Aung San Suu Kyi also, you know, <laughs> uh, had to accept this uh, non-violence resistance, a compromise solution, you know, a peaceful solution to the problem. But the military, uh, you know, carry on their total control, their totalitarian system. Uh, they, they, of course, they, they say democracy only, uh, just uh, on paper. But democracy is disciplined democracy, something like guided democracy. In That's right. That's correct. Yep. You know, mm, guided democracy. But uh, the, the Western power could change the military dictatorship. 
led by Suharto in Indonesia, uh, quite uh, easily, let us say. But in, in the case of Burma, the, the Burman uh, military dictatorship, uh, they are uh, just, uh, what shall I say, they are extremists, you know, zealot, yes. So you cannot change them by peaceful means. You know, Aung San Suu Kyi also accepted this, and we try. And the final, of course, I oppose, because when we go and talk, they, they said, you have to lay down arms first. And that happened also, even after, you know. And they, they said they have to lay down arms. During Aung San Suu Kyi, you know, the democratic rule, you know, led by NLD. We went there, we, we find a compromise solution, but there was no compromise. You know, they just uh, maintained their position of total surrender, total surrender by all the ethnic resistance. How could that happen? You know, uh, we were in against self-defense, not a, <laughs> we are not fighting for uh, even separation or we are, we are fighting for an equality, you know, because Burma is a, a country of minorities. The Burma population, the real Burma population is less than 30%. If you take away proto-Burma, like Arakanis, like the Wyans, uh, like uh, some uh, Shan who became a more or less a proto, what do you call proto Burma? Because, of course, they claim it's 60% Burman, don't they? <laughs> more than that, nearly 70%. Because they, they said all Buddhists are Burman, so <laughs> especially in Lower Burma, you know, Lower Burma. Uh, Karen, 70, nearly 70% of the Karen were uh, Buddhist. And most, nearly 90% of the Mon, 90, maybe nearly 100% of the Mons were Buddhist. And of course, the Arakanis are Buddhist also. And they claim to be. But actual, the actual Burman, you know, is less than 40%, 30%. So that's why they don't, they, they cannot, uh, they cannot uh, suppress uh, the ethnic resistance. They're too, in spite too big. of massive, massive power from the West. Yes. So in 2014, your term came up. What, what did you do then? Did you retire? Because you're already in your mid 70s, right? Uh, not retire. It was. Uh, Another group, you know, another group, what we call, what we came, NCA group. It was some, some young, you know, calling themselves young thugs. They said, they don't know, they think that they, of course, they, they came under the, 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 especially Clinton administration, Obama administration, you know, to treat the military as if, you know, a reformable, you know, compromise solution, and they receive massive, you know, money, not directly from the West, but 
I cannot target here. Uh, so, so is that so, NCA group, NCA? Yeah, they use uh, vote buying, one. Number two, vote cheating. Vote cheating. Because right. one of them, vote counting, <laughs> they, they, they just throw away my name and they put in. Uh, and uh, when I challenged you to... Uh, Audit the vote. They said, "Oh, the vote had been banned already." <laughs> <laughs> the ballots. So, but you said you were helping the NCA. Is that right? NCA. You were so helping I, them. I'm not helping NCA. Oh. Uh, but I am serving as a because a senior leader. I was uh, serving as a uh, only as a patron. A patron. Patron. Patron means uh, when they ask for advice, I give. When they don't ask, I don't give. NCA is a KNU group, but it's split into. Oh, KNU group. Okay, so you were advisor to them. Well, what the military said, you you come and come and you know share the well with us. You know, don't don't talk about democracy or whatever it is. You know. Uh, there's a business, a lot of business coming, you know, a lot of business coming. The Western investment will come massive. So you just surrender, you know, total surrender, join with us. And uh, I don't, you know, NLD just, NLD is just, just a hopeless, they said, you know, they don't know about the state. Uh, what we call uh, state building, right? Correct, correct. That state building is uh, what they think nation building, they, nation building, nation building. <laughs> nation yeah. Building. They think that they they have to turn all the ethnic into Burma, hmm? yeah, become one language, you know. Uh, one area or unitary government, no federal, uh, totally unitary, and of course is like in the in the feudal days that the military uh, will be just you know the military will be leading in government. <laughs> so David, so, it seems like what you talked about what happened in 1948. It looks yeah. like we're now in 2022. Not much yeah. has changed. Not much. <laughs> Nothing's changed. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but uh, now, now the uprising. I think the uprising is once in a hundred years opportunity. So we have to join hands with the with the people's uprising. You know, the people's uprising and get rid of this totalitarian system you know, completely that is uh, that is my line that is our line uh, we have uh, the KNU become into NCA group and the concern group what do we call concern group the realist group we call it realist group also yes we are, we are just uh, uh, a faction in, in KNU so, David, using your 87 years of wisdom, what do you see is likely to happen? Do you think 
Change is likely? Do you think? Yes, change is likely. We have, we have no other option, but we have to, the ethnic resistance must coordinate and cooperate in all possible ways with the, with the, with the people's, we call it people's uprising. In towns and cities, the uprising of the people in towns and cities, and set up a federal, what do you call a federal union? A genuine federal, democratic federal union. Well, David, I'd like to thank you so much for your life story, which is a history lesson of Burma, <laughs> of Myanmar. You, you have lived through so much of modern history, which is one of the main reasons I'm doing this podcast, because when people like you are gone, the stories are gone. And <laughs> it's, it's, That's right. yeah, yeah. it's a very valuable story that you've uh, been able to communicate. So I'd like to thank you very much, David, for your, for your time in this. Yes, I thank you very much also.